Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Hello and welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we give you all the tips that you need in order to achieve your life goals. It doesn't matter what your goals are, whether your goals are about your finances or your career or just personal challenges you are facing, Power Tools to Success is there to help you succeed. Today, we're going to talk about something that is very important to most of us and that is truly emotional. We're going to talk about money. Sometimes we just can't get enough of it and it just cannot get us there where we want to be. Today, we're going to talk about how to make money. We're going to talk about innovative ways that you can use in your life right now to hustle and make more money. I'm going to be talking to Gerald Mwandiambira. Gerald is a certified financial planner. Gerald, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Always a pleasure. And how are you doing? Good, man. Always good to talk to you because I like it. You just, you know, you just hoy and you just talk about practical things. And I think, I mean, today we're going to be talking about practical ways to make money and innovative ways to make money. But, you know, in this show, I always try to talk about what stops us in the first place, you know. So, I mean, Gerald, what are the things that you've seen? Why are we not making money in the first place? I mean, before we can even talk about how to make money, why are most of us struggling when it comes to finances and actually being empowered when it comes to finances? Why do we struggle in the first place? The reason why most of us struggle in the first place is is because of the education system. Um, The education system we inherited and most likely went through was designed for us to be prepared to be employees, to serve someone else. So from the beginning, we were never given the ability to have critical thought and to interrogate thought. We were taught to memorize and regurgitate information in preparation for being taught to do something which you have to repeat all the days of your life for the benefit of someone else. So because of that, um, when we are now challenged to think outside that environment, we tend to struggle. Hmm. So how do we break through? I mean, how do we then channel ourselves? And I know you're going to tell us what are the ways we can use to make money. But I mean, how do we then break ourselves from that mold, from, that, from those chains of, of being um, programmed in that way? What, what do we do? Have you seen any difference between people that did it and those that kept on struggling despite the knowledge that's there? I think the first thing you need to realize for the breakthrough is you need to accept that you can be more. So you need to be in that situation where you look at your salary and you say, you know what, I know I can earn more. I'm worth more than this. You need to be able to take off the shackles um, of that mental slavery, which drives you to wake up for whatever number of hours a day and go and make money for someone else who's sitting at home in their pajamas. 
you need to start start seeing yourself as that person in the pajamas. You need to start seeing yourself as a, a, a and with that ability to create wealth. And the thing about money is, you need to realize that there's no shortage of money in the world, and it's not finishing. If anything, money is created. So if Phil, I gave you a hundred rand, and you took that hundred rand and you built um, four chairs um, out of wood, and you sold each one of those chairs for a hundred rand, you'd make four hundred rand. And you started off with a hundred. Where did the three hundred come from? You created it. Yeah. It did not come from anyone else. You made it appear. And that's the thing about money. It's constantly appearing. It's not that there's a hundred rand in the world and we're all fighting for that hundred rand. No, he who has that ability to get out of those shackles and think independently can create money. You create money out of nothing. And that's how money is created. But unfortunately, um, the education system has taught many people to believe there's only a hundred rand and you must fight for your share of that hundred yeah, and I mean, I, I totally agree with that because if you look also in, in the history of the world, um, I mean, before we were, when we, we got into the industrial age, people were generally employed in their jobs for 30 years. And I think now things are changing. We are more like, I don't know, information age or what the right term for it is. Things are changing now, but, um, you know, still people still hang on to jobs and they... And they, they know the older way of, of, of making money. And many of us are. So what I, I, I'd like to ask you is, I mean, if, if I don't know exactly what the statistics are, but my guess it would be that 90% of the population would be employed and maybe 10% would be entrepreneurial. Would you say it is much more harder to be an entrepreneur than it is to be in self-employment? Um, not in self-employment, but in in employment, in, in in normal employment, like having a boss. I don't necessarily think so, because a lot of um, entrepreneurs actually don't make as much as employees. So one of the things you need to debunk is the myth that all entrepreneurs are tenderpreneurs and they're earning millions. No, there are certain entrepreneurs out there who earn less than someone earns, um, but what they do own is their time. And they have this, their independence. So when you are going to work, you're essentially trading time. Time is the currency of life. So if you choose to be an entrepreneur, you're basically saying, I want to take ownership of my time um, as opposed to trading it for money and selling it to someone else. I don't think there's anything more difficult um, to be an entrepreneur than an employee. I guess it is more difficult because as an entrepreneur, you constantly have to think every day of something new, um, a new innovation, a new way of doing things. Whereas as an employee, you've kind of got a manual. And if you stamp papers, you stamp papers for 40 years, nothing won't change. <laughs> yeah, true, true, uh, true. Um, and I like what you're saying about about debunking the myth, the myth that if you are an entrepreneur, then you must be making a lot of money. And I like that for, for one reason, like always appreciate people that are successful. But I, I, I also think when one goes into entrepreneurship with the myth that there'll be, I mean, 
um, reach within six months and they'll be dri driving a Lamborghini just because they saw somebody in social media doing that, then they'll be going with a different um, perspective and they'll be disappointed, wouldn't they? So what is the reality of, of building a successful business then, um, um, uh, Gerald? The reality of building a successful business is really firstly replacing your income. So if you're an employee and you're earning 20,000 rand a month, the only objective of you initially starting that business is to replace the 20,000. Once you've replaced the 20,000, you found your success. You've already reached your, your first goal. You can then set your next goal, which is maybe earn 50, 100, 150, half a million, a million rand in a month, etc. So the first thing you need to do is just simply replace the income you get from employment. Um, and if you're someone who's never been employed, you basically need to be able to provide for your needs and wants, um, which you need basically to survive. Because once you've achieved that, you have a sense of fulfillment. The problem with a lot of business owners right now in South Africa is because we have convinced ourselves that millions of rand are easy to make and we've watched people loot and steal and do tenders and unethical things. We think everybody deserves that kind of money. So you find someone who's making a decent income in their business dissatisfied and demotivated because they're actually chasing a tender for 10 million or 20 million rand. And those things are literally once in a lifetime events. But unfortunately, the way the world has gone and the way South Africa has gone, we've gone to try and believe that um, these 100 million rand, 200 million rand tenders, um, you wake up and get one and get another one. And unfortunately, it's just a few people who, who damaged that viewpoint for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so, and I will think, I will think that if if you are, if you have to replace an income, when I think about life practically, it is much more harder because you've got a number that you work with, and I'm I'm not saying it is harder in 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 a, in a true sense of harder, but you've got a, a target to work with because. I mean, if you're replacing 100,000 rand, most likely in your life, you might have a house that you're paying 40,000 rand and a car that you pay 10,000 rand and maybe your spouse's car. And, and whereas I think there's so much opportunity for younger people that are starting from zero, uh, Gerald, because they've got nothing to lose. They can just go all out and whatever they make, they can try and multiply. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with that, maybe? Well, definitely. I think you, you do have that situation where you need to realize that if you're a business, if you're someone who's employed and you're earning a significant salary, the first thing I'd say, you need to have a buffer. That's another thing a lot of entrepreneurs get wrong. I've done it. And, you know, um, you need to have a, a cushion. And I would say that cushion is at least 12 months to two years of income when you start your business. So, it's that big a challenge. If you're earning 100,000, you literally have to have saved up 2.4 million rand before you walk out of that employment and say, I'm going to try business. Because if you don't have that 2.4 million rand, you will fail. Because on average, um, a small business venture can take between 18 and 24 months to start you know, being operationally sound. So one of the biggest problems of entrepreneurs is starting out undercapitalized. It's totally different to be an entrepreneur when you're unemployed and you have nothing. Because in that case, 
you know, everything represents a step forward. Hmm. Wow. <coughs> Profound. Um, Gerald, now to the crux of the matter. <laughs> How, what are the ways to make money? What are the innovative ways to make money? And I ask this in a true you know, I ask this with all that I have because I know many of us want to make money. In fact, almost all of us want to make money. But when we just sit and we are thinking, we have no idea how to start and what we can do to make money. So how do we do it? First thing is you make money for, on anything anyone else is willing to pay for. Okay. So you tend to want to make money doing something which people don't like doing. That's a good business, you know, because people generally don't like doing that task or doing that service or doing that product. That makes it a very lucrative business venture. So start off by looking for something which people don't want to do. Okay. Okay. Don't say I want to be a DJ because every teenager wants to be a DJ. So the chances of you finding success as a DJ when everyone wants to do it are slim. So these are some of the things you need to first process in your head. I want to do something which no one wants to do. Who's collecting the rubbish? Who's recycling? Who's doing the unsexy work? That's where you find a lot of evergreen opportunities. Delivering food. It's not, it's not attractive work, but there's money in it. Being a courier, there's no, it's not attractive work, but there's money in it. So we need to try and avoid glamour opportunities of business where people want to be, you know, seen and heard because those tend to be the much more difficult ventures to try and pursue. Whereas if you're somebody who just manufactures pencils, no one knows where the pencil came from, but everyone buys one. Huh. You just make your nails. No one knows where the nails came from. They don't, you don't even know if there's brands of nails, but you know, you buy nails and you use them, you know? Whereas if you want to now go for the upmarket and the things which people want, um, it's, it's a lot more difficult to, 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 to be there. So I would definitely say for any entrepreneur out there who's serious about having a longevity in the entrepreneurship, they need to look at things which people don't want to do. And secondly, then you also want to do things which people consume. So you'll never go wrong with food. You'll never go wrong with education. You'll never go wrong normally with construction. And you'll never normally go wrong with liquor. It's just the way people function. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh, but the liquor part makes me laugh, but it's true. <laughs> and cigarettes yeah. and, and all cigarettes. the other things which then borderline illegal. But <laughs> so, so those are the little business ventures which work. And you need to try and find yourself a niche and find yourself something which generates just your needs and wants. Once you've done that, you go to the next level and the next level. Um, no one will tell you that they woke up and they got a 300 million grand tender unless they're a politician. Yeah, amen to that. And and it's so true, Gerald. And I like you. I mean, you are realistic. You're not trying to give false hope or you're not trying to encourage people on what is unreal. And I really appreciate that about you. I just want to ask, I've, I've been thinking this past days, and I know with this question you've answered now, it almost literally brings the interview to an end. But there's a question I've been asking myself lately, because I was thinking, there are things that you sort of can do 
that I don't think need any money. Just um, it was just me thinking about it, and I was thinking there's so many apps right now, and in my mind, in my imagination, whether it's real or not, I was thinking if you were younger, and you could code, and you could sell an app that is useful to people, maybe you'll make money. But I don't know how hard it is. But I'm just thinking. You know, mostly computer things don't need a lot of money. I mean, you, you go to internet anyway. You go to Instagram anyway. You probably have a cheaper laptop anyway. How do, how do you feel about the tech industry, Gerald? Um, are there opportunities there? Definitely. We're going into a digital age. So everything that involves technology is definitely uh, a career or a business of the future. Well, you are right. Um, for example, we all have cell phones which are more powerful than the computers which were being used in businesses just 10, 15 years ago. Are you using your cell phone to create wealth? Because it's a computer. Um, it's more powerful than a Pentium 2, um, which we all grew up as the first computer in corporate world. Or are you using that powerful tool to take pictures? You know, it's that simple. There are other people who are using those phones to make an income. They're recording videos. They are, they are taking pictures which generate followers, which generate income, and they create blogs. You can, do, you can do voiceover work just using your cell phone. So there are so many things which we find excuses for, like we need capital, et cetera. But a lot of the time, you, you can even start um, with just what you have, you know, um, in terms of the technology in your hands, how can I use this better? You know, you hit the nail on the head with an app. With an app, you can basically take your car and suddenly become a courier company because you downloaded one app onto your phone. Same thing, download one app onto your phone and you could be a, a, an e-hailing driver, picking up people and earning an income. No capital required, no bank loan required, just working with the very things which you have. You know, same thing if you want to take it down market, even with your bicycle and a cell phone, you can deliver local parcels. There are so many things. I think we need to get into those mind spaces where we can see ourselves in operating in that digital world. Um, especially now you can see that people are working from home. The thing about working from home now, it's also taught people that you don't have to be in the US to work for a US company. You just need data and connectivity. And similarly, somebody in the U.S. can come and steal your job here in South Africa. Just like initially, we'd already started seeing call centers um, being globalized where, you know, the DSTV call center or, you know, the Teleshow uh, call center is answering calls from their companies in Australia. But their people are here answering calls. And I know some companies service UK companies right here. So the digital world has opened up opportunities you need to be the one who starts seeing them because the jobs which we were all went to school for and those repetitive non-thinking opportunities they're gone they're dying breed hold on to that job dearly and fight for it because the job where you stamp paper you must love it caress it and take everything out of it because i'm guaranteeing you in the next 10 15 years there'll be no more paper yeah, so true. Gerald, I think you've just really empowered all of us. You've told us to have a look in education because there's always demand. You can't go wrong with food. And you've basically said that the things that 
other people don't want to do that aren't seemingly lucrative can make people a lot of money. So I think it is up to our audience to really think and 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 decide to do something and put their will into into what they want to do. But I think you've really been a blessing to the show. And I hope that people will really follow through because sometimes we listen, but we don't do. Are there any final words before you go that you want to share with our audience? Well, my final words are you will fail. And you may fail. You will have to get up if you're an entrepreneur. There's no entrepreneur who will tell you that it was smooth sailing from day one. You will fail. It's how you get up and how you learn from those lessons which will determine your next destination. Um, and, you know, I'm, I can look at myself. We're probably on our third or fourth version of this business, but it's getting better every time because you learn every time you fail. But you need to be persistent and you need to also ignore the world, live your own journey, set your own goals. Because the moment you look at uh, Phil and how he's got a flashy car and how you start questioning how he does it, you've already lost the plot. Set your own goal, set your own destination, live within your means, and you know, also acquire knowledge. There is so much knowledge, but with knowledge also be careful. In that uh, preponderance or too much knowledge world, Google is a dangerous place. There's also a lot of um, misinformation. So listen to these podcasts like this one, and even I do have a podcast, Listen to them, find them, you know, empower yourself, but um, walk your own path, um, walk your own journey. Entrepreneurship is the future. Um, the jobs of the past are gone. The bank teller is no more stamping a paper and writing how much you're depositing. Seriously, computers taking care of that. Um, you know, the guy who used to, you know, open the door for you and um, look after you in the banking hall, gone not needed anymore computer is the banking hall you do all your transactions right there the company which used to make paper under threat computer has become the paper of the world you know so let's bear all these things in mind and see where we can and also entrepreneurship go for africa hey just like the the west has come and disrupted our world here we can go disrupt africa there's opportunities in Africa, um, we need to stop looking at Africans as um, inferior beings or inferior countries. If anything, as an entrepreneur, those are the greatest opportunities you can have because a lot of the things we have here have not even reached there yet. That's easy money. Gerald, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Well, you've had it all right here on Power Tools to Success. We've given you the information. It is up to you to act and change your life. Remain inspired. Move all mountains and obstacles that stand in the way of your success. Do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams. for joining us. To consult, reach us, or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.